Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in 1 John 4. I swear it seems like we've been in 1 John forever, <clears throat> but we'll wrap it up here in the next two days. So we'll take care of that. The other thing is, as you might be able to tell, I still have a bit of a cold going on, but um, <clears throat> hopefully it won't be too annoying to you and I won't cough too much. Um, with this, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for loving us and loving us before we were ever made known and wanting to love us before time began. As part of your plan, you wanted to know us. You wanted to love us. You did love us. You had that desire and it's stated here in your word. And Father, I just pray as we read, you'd help us understand more about that, more about love, more about loving you with our whole being and loving our neighbors as ourselves. As we read, I just pray that you, you Holy Spirit would guide us, you'd open our hearts and our minds, and that you'd help us to truly understand and gain your wisdom and understanding, that it would be nothing from me because there's nothing worthwhile, but everything from you is. So I pray that we would understand more, that we'd grow closer to you, and truly, may we love you with our whole being, and then love our neighbors too. I just thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So there's a part in here where it says God is love that I'm probably going to talk about a little bit, <clears throat> just because it seems interesting. And it ties in with other verses we've read and concepts we've talked about. So with that, let's go into chapter 4, verse 1. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You know, I used to get sermons or hear sermons about this all the time when I was younger. And in fact, my pastor a couple weeks ago said the same thing. And <clears throat> he said, look... Test what people say based upon the Bible, upon the Word. If it ties to the Word, then you can believe it. But if it doesn't, don't move, don't walk down that path. <clears throat> Verse 2. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is, is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. You see, there's a lot of religions, there's a lot of people who say Jesus was a great man, that he was a prophet, that he was a really good dude, had some smart and wise things to say, but they won't say he's from God. And as a result, you know what spirit they're coming from, where they're coming from. I've found that a lot of times people who argue on behalf of the devil always have some element of truth. They may be a very small one. Jesus is a great man, but he's, he was just that. Well, he was a great man. He came down to earth and he was a man and he was awesome. He was the best one ever, but he's also from God. And he, was, he is God. So 
you know, it's always got some sliver of truth in it, but it's still a lie. And those are the most powerful, most dangerous ones. And that's what we have to really pay attention to. Verse four, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has all, has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his only his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So God had this plan, and before we ever loved him, he sent his son for us. Not because we were awesome, but because he's God and he wanted to. Verse 11, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. But if we go back to um, verse 11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You see, it, I keep getting convicted about that because I think people, some people are jerks. I think they're a- absolute idiots and I don't like them. But then God, I have to be reminded that A, they're made in God's image and B, God loves them. They may not understand God. They may not know God. They may not love God but he loves them and he made them. So when I sit there and disparage them, I'm disparaging God's work. I'm disparaging God. I'm basically saying, God, you shouldn't love them because they're idiots because I don't like them. And that is the ultimate in arrogance and probably sin (laughs) telling God he's wrong. And that's why I think it's so important when it says, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your being, and love your neighbor as yourself. If I sit there and don't love them <clears throat> and think they're, think those thoughts about them, what am I really saying about my love for God? I'm not obeying. He doesn't know better. All that good stuff. So it's very convicting. And I struggle with it daily. I have to admit, I struggle with it quite a bit. I am getting better. There's fewer people I don't like. Fewer people that I get angry about when they cut me off or whatever. But still, I'm not there yet. This journey is still a long ways from finished. It's going back to six, verse 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. 
God is love. So we're made in God's image and God is spirit. We've read that many times over the last year and a half. And we've talked about that. A.W. Tozer speaks a tremendous amount about that, that we are spiritual beings that happen to have a human body. And not that we're a human or a mammal that happens to have a spirit because we're made in God's image and God is spirit. But it also says God is love right here. Verse 16. And again, I struggle because I struggle just to love God. I loved, I struggle just to love myself. I struggle to love people, but there has to come an acceptance and an understanding that God is love I'm made in God's image. Therefore, I have to also be not only spirit, but also love. And that's just a correlation that I struggle with because I'm not a very lovable person. And I don't look at people always in the best of light. And that's, again, part of that journey. It's not an excuse at all. In fact, it's a huge failing of mine. But it is reality that I need to see people as God sees them, love people, because if God lives in me and I'm made in his image and not only am I a spiritual being, but I'm a spiritual being that is made in love and knows love and needs to behave in a loving way. So anyways, this, this chapter has got a lot in it and it makes me struggle. However, whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. <clears throat> and I struggle with it because I'm such a failure at it. That's why it's a struggle because it's convicting because I know I'm not doing it correct, doing it well. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So perfect love drives out fear. And so if we have God's love, then we don't have fear. And that's why the summary I wrote this morning says no fear. Because when you have God's love, there is no fear. Because we know that God loves us and takes care of us and does what's best for us. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not Love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. See, again, I struggle with this because I have challenges with my own brother. Now, I know this is talking about brothers and sisters of the church, but it also has, has to do a lot with, I would imagine, our own siblings and our own family members. And I struggle with my own brother. I know it's not right, and I have to forgive him, and I have, I think. But I also don't seek him out very much. So... I don't want to make God a liar, but I also struggle with my old, my own brother, which again is a heartbreak for whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. So that's the end of it. There's a lot here from A.W. Tozer and, and um, Spurgeon, and it's in the summary, so I'm not going to go through it all. What I am going to do is just pr- go back to God in prayer and ask for his help in loving not only 
our neighbors, but our siblings. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word because it's a challenge to me, as I've said. And I just pray for your help because I know without you, I would not be able to love others. I could love those who are nice to me, who are good and all that good stuff, but not those who aren't. And Father, I just lift up my own brother that I would be able to love him. I pray that that relationship would be restored, that we would be able to talk and relate again in a positive fashion. And Lord, I just pray for your hand to be upon us as we go about our day today, that we would understand that not only are we spirit made in your image, but we're also love made in your image. So, Father, I just pray that our hearts, my heart, would be touched by your love more completely, that I would relinquish myself to you more completely because it's me holding back that prevents me from loving. It's not your inability. It's your politeness in allowing me to dictate how much of me I give. So, Father, I just pray you'd help me to give over myself fully so I could love completely. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.